time for the BS Sports Show. We want to hear from you, so call us on the BS line. Now, here's Billy Elvis and the BS Sports Show. Welcome back. So, uh, bookend in the week. Monday through Friday, show Rick Field, Car and Grill. Talk a little Pete Rose from an angle I hadn't heard yet today. Uh, definitely, uh, to be so. That it was, and then we'll talk about golf. Fast. It's not like he hasn't played a catcher before. Yeah. You know, and his Crash <laughs> Davis, Johnny Bench. Or his personal life, either way. There you go. <laughs> um, he got paid some of that moving that money for Waterworld. He must have been playing catcher with somebody in Hollywood. Jim Kirkshin said he Pete Rose would be more likely to get forgiveness from baseball if he killed someone <laughs> than for betting on the sport. Yeah, you That's know. That's how serious it is to MLB. I had like a, a third cousin who was murdered before, before after Pete Rose did this, and this guy who murdered him, already out. Been out for seven years. My God, you got a relatable story to that? Yes. Wow. Because I've talked about it before. I'm just saying. This guy <laughs> murdered somebody, for the love of God, and is already out. <laughs> but, he, but he didn't bet on baseball. Well, no, because he plays sentence if that happens. <laughs> who plays? Here's the question. Who plays Bart Giamatti and Bud Flick? Who's, mm. a, who's, a, who's a huge Robert De Niro's Jumati. Really? You can, yeah, I don't see you that. Can do it. Yeah, you if he had the beard, I guess. It would be hard to see De Niro it. as that, though. I would be hard. It would be hard to take him serious as Jumati, just because. I don't, I don't know. I don't see him that way. Bud Selig, who plays that guy? Tim Meadows plays Joe Morgan. They got the same smile and dimples. Okay, I can see. Tim Meadows that. or Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, I can see that. Yeah. I, I used to think they were brothers or the same guy for a while. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, having fun with this one. Uh, and you can chime in as well. Uh, the, the cast of the Pete Rose movie. <laughs> well, so honestly, okay, let's take your guys' opinions. Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Um, no. Not now. I had said earlier, I had always said that if he ever and came, and came clean and apologized, which he did in 2004, it was part of it. Yeah, he wasn't 100%. Um, that, that that yeah he should be in the Hall of Fame. But if you're but but the fact that he's now lied twice about this and he has never really came clean even when he came clean. Right. I mean, I think he'll eventually be in the Hall of Fame, but it'll be posthumously. Probably. Plus, plus, how can you believe him when he says all he did was bet on his team to win? Yeah, now I you, mean, now you lied, can't believe. Lied, lied like how many times about this? Who knows what what the real truth? Is. Right. Oh, if you guys I mean, had a, if you guys had a vote, who would you put in first, Pete Rose or Barry Bonds? Wow. Um, Feel free to use that for your logma. Pete Rose. <laughs> Why? I think. Why? Time. He's been punished enough. He's seventy-four years old. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame before he dies. Barry Bonds will too. All the steroid guys will get in someday when everybody realizes. Don't you think that. though Barry was good enough to play base to be a Hall of Famer without steroids? Don't you think Pete was too? I I think Pete was too. Was great. That's the great. That's, that's the thing. That's the great tragedy of the steroids era is that all of those guys would have been in the Hall of Fame without it. Yeah. <laughs> and the difference between Pete was is what he did was really nothing to enhance his own play. 
You, just because you're better than yourself doesn't mean you play better. <laughs> I think but we're talking about the all-time hit king. I mean, for a moment, he was slacking off. No, no, no. But I mean, the, the steroid thing, you could, all, you could say that, that those guys altered their prowess. What yeah. he did had nothing to do with his prowess on the field. True. Had nothing to do with enhancing his prowess or making him, uh, or his numbers, or his hit numbers well, are, are, are off. I've always, I've always maintained also that Pete should get in when Shoeless Joe Jackson gets in. Yeah, it was still not. You can say the same thing about Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, He got banished from baseball for the Black Sox thing, but look at the numbers he put up in the World Series. Uh, Yeah. It sure didn't look like he was throwing a game to me. Well, the other thing with Pete. He held records. He set World Series records in that series that stood for decades. The other thing with Pete, too, is that he's an isolated incident. When you're talking about Barry Bonds, now you're talking about, okay, who else and uh, how many other guys we got to implicate in the whole dealio and punish all together and mass punishment and mass exile from the Hall of Fame. And yeah, that's that's the other thing is, is, is Pete's one, one guy. He's one guy, and if you start talking about Barry Bonds, you got to start talking about all the other guys. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Well, I, I know with Pete, it just, hey, you, you didn't yourself, and who knows what he did not, but he's still, he's still shot a lot of hits, and Still hustled pretty hard. Can we look at other Reds players? Do we think there are other Reds players involved in who were playing at the time? <laughs> I can't give the only one. Okay, well, well, we'll contemplate that as the show goes on. We got to get a break in right now. Uh, stick around uh, if you've got thoughts on this stuff. Hit us up on the Twitter. Any one of us at Billy Elvis at Mo Radio Show at BS Sports the Fan at Ben Smith for real. And uh, what are you on Twitter? Cam underscore star ninety two. Cam underscore star 92, our uh, gorgeous new BS sports show girl, Camry. Uh, hit any of us on Twitter. Uh, does, does anybody dispute Jack Black? Is uh, is anybody better than Jack Black? I like I like Pete. I like that. Younger Pete. Outside the box. I mean, unless they get nobody. Mark, I thought about Mark Wahlberg, too. But no, he doesn't have the look and face, man. He just doesn't have it. Scruffy Probably the most gotta, athletic of all those. You, you got to kind of be a little scruffy. Yeah. Be yeah but and I think he can, he's got he the beady eyes. Why yeah, don't we wait till you get a microphone? Yeah. We're going to get a break in. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Tuning in on a Monday night. It is the BS Sports Show. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... <laughs> oh. Um... Well, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffaletos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. That big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In. 
and road trips, and the scenic route, and swimming, and weekly car washes, and making connections, and unexpected speed dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8300. One four. That's two six zero three five six eight three one four. Clark's. They want all of your scrap metal. Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery, located in Angola, Indiana. Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet head coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's head coach Connor Henry. It's 
the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9 and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. It's the BS Sports Show. It gives crappy people a chance to sort themselves out. We are back with you. Thank you for spending time with us on a Monday night live at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill. We start and end the week here at the Ford's Best Damn Sports Bar, Georgetown, North Fort Wayne, East State Street, east of Maplecrest. Driveway's fixed now, coming Is into Wrigley really? off state. Yeah. Damn. I know. We, we learned all the other alternate ways to get into Wrigley Field Bar and Grill via Georgetown. Well, if you come in the opposite way, it's like you the, just beats the hell out of you with all those potholes. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was fixed. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's all. now with easier access. <laughs> <laughs> to the Ford's Best Damn Sports Bar. Yeah, that ain't my ex both, man. I would easier act. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard that in divorce court. <laughs> uh, wasn't your wife's easier access why you were in divorce court? Yes. Just checking. Both true. Just checking. Both true. Thank you uh, for being here. Sam Reese here, our best sports show yes. girl. Uh, now in between Ben Smith and myself. <laughs> that just irks Mo even more because he never gets to sit no. by camera. Because if I was going to have some, my threesome would be in you and Ben Smith as well. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate sports knowledge. It depends. You haven't it yet. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I'm not even sure what it meant, but it still grossed me out a little bit. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm just jealous. I'm not sure who I'm jealous of. One of the two, I'm jealous somewhere. I can sit next to Ben Smith, and so I'm cool with that. He's never sat next to me before. <laughs> it's true. I haven't. We are going to be uh, on the phone line here with uh, Scott Pierre, five-time Fort Wayne City golf champ. And uh, gearing up to uh, get on that senior tour here. He's getting closer. What is he, 46, 47, getting his game dialed in, getting ready to go. Yep. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, some thoughts on the U.S. Open last night, which was a fantastic finish. If you don't like golf, you would have at least appreciated the drama of the finish and the up-and-down nature of what was going on. First, it was going to be the European dude, Grace. Uh, it was Dustin Johnson's tournament to lose uh, pretty much uh, about the middle of the back nine. And then he did. <laughs> and then he had a chance to win it with two great shots on 18. Yeah. I mean, it really was like Shaker in three holes. It was. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I, the the the, the storyline shifted like four different times in three holes because of what was going on. And, you know, Grace hits the ball, you know, practically onto the railroad tracks, and he's out of it. And then, and then all, you know, all Spieth has to do is just, not screw up in the last two holes, and then he screws up on 17, and suddenly Dustin Johnson is sitting there with a 12-footer to win the U.S. Open on three putts from 12 feet. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just, I mean, it was just pressure. It's it's pressure. amazing to watch. And, and, boy, you have to feel sorry for Dustin Johnson, too. I mean, yeah. I mean it's from the Paulina Gretzky. No, you don't have to feel sorry for him. He does cocaine and goes to Paulina Gretzky. I don't feel bad for him one bit. I still feel sorry. <laughs> well, he did blow it. I mean, <laughs> I mean no. the guy just well, at all in majors. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't we talking more about Luke Oles and Hosen or whatever the hell his name is? The guy was plus seven after the first round. Shot a 29 on the front nine well, yesterday. And Rory made it interesting, too, uh, until he had a couple bogeys on the back, but he was six under on the day. He was about, he was on pace for an all-time U.S. Open record on one of the hardest co- courses the U.S. Open has ever been contested on. Right. Uh, but then Rory kind of succumbed on a couple holes in the, in the closing holes. Well, I, I think it says a lot about the quality of, of the number of just really, really quality golfers that are out there on tour right now that that on a U.S. Open course, which the USGA traditionally, you know, tricks up so that, so that you know, we can watch the best golfers in the world play like Moody Hacks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that so many of them actually put up numbers on that course. I mean, Adam Scott shot a 64 yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Oosthausen, 29 yeah. on, the, on, a, on the front nine. Which ties, I mean, a, ties a record, the U.S. Open record. Yeah. I mean, I, mean it, I think it's a testament to just how many really good golfers there are out there on tour right now. Are we lucky, though, right now? I mean, Tiger's playing bad. People aren't seem to be interested in that, but with Dustin Johnson, with Rory, with Jordan Spieth, it, can golf, those three together, can they bring the interest that Tiger brought by himself? Spieth can. Well, it's not, I don't think it's just those three guys. There's a whole yeah. bunch of guys right now that are that are. Um, I mean, the game is in really, really good shape right now, and but, I think it's as it's as deep. The fields are as deep as they've ever been, and you know, so you know, Tiger notwithstanding, you know, you, we're starting to see that you know this is we're we're sort of in the post Tiger period right now, and we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, Who, and, and speed. The- runner by far yeah because he, he could have collapsed yesterday with that bad shot on 17 could have collapsed all he did was put himself in in, in uh in, in eagle mode on 18 as well with two shots to put him in the middle of the green so you know he came back and some adversity he didn't really have any adversity at the uh masters matter of fact a, a pretty easy lead there going into the final round but sometimes that's hard to play with too right but the fact that he's the best putter tour with those greens. I mean, that was a, a strictly an advantage for him. I had a couple of buddies who were out there and they tapped out before it was over. They just couldn't take it anymore from walking it and being there. The galleries were really small because you couldn't really get behind a group and follow them because it was, you know, of the terrain out there. But Dustin Johnson, or uh, with Jordan being the best putter on tour, that came into his advantage right now because those greens were horrible. Yeah. You can hear him. What did you guys think of Fox's coverage, though? I thought it was cool. That was cool. I've heard him getting blasted today um, for... For their announcers not being good, but mainly for uh, not being able to find the ball. There were too many wide shots and, like, where the hell's the ball kind of thing. But I really like that little track. The box tracker. Yeah. Well, then that, that's the thing. If they've got that box tracker, why did they just leave it all the time, even when the ball's rolling so they could find it easier right. when yeah. it was landing? It took them forever to find the ball when it was landing sometimes. Yeah, I thought the fox tracker uh, that was cool. thing was really cool yeah. because uh, – you know, a lot of times you can't follow those guys when they hit it off the tee. You don't know where the ball's going. And, and you could tell from, just to give an example, on 16, when, mm-hmm. when, when Grace's, you know, hit that banana slice, mm-hmm. you could see the thing going to the yeah. right. I and mean, you knew he was in trouble. Yeah. So. Well, I tell you what, right now, Spieth is, in my mind, the front runner uh, to be the world's best golfer. Uh, just because he's now one. Two majors in a row, which he's the youngest guy to do that. Mainly, he's got a killer instinct. He doesn't choke. He doesn't succumb to pressure in, in mind game. He just has composure beyond yeah. his years. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm continually amazed when he's interviewed or when he, you know, when, when when he talks on the air that you have to keep reminding yourself this guy's only 21 years old because mm-hmm. he sure doesn't sound like it. He sure doesn't play like it. He sure not have the demeanor of a 21-year-old. Well, I mean, if, if he wins the British Open, he'll be the first guy, and the only, only the second guy ever to win the first three majors of the year. Ben Hogan was the only other one to do that. It's pretty rare, rarefied air there. Right. And he could certainly do it because those courses that they play the British Open on play into his strengths. like that course. Yeah. They play into his strengths. I mean, they've got, if, if you can hit it straight, and he does, and you can putt, and he can putt, I mean, those greens are huge. Yeah. And, you know, so well, and you're going to be pulling the putter out a lot more often on one of those courses than some of these others. And that certainly plays his strength. But the biggest thing is that all of his all of his peers have 
moments of choking. Uh, Rory is included in that. Uh, Dustin in there. Uh, uh, Ricky Fowler, all the runner-ups. I mean, that was a great performance, but you know, runner runner-up means you you couldn't finish. You you kind of right. choked at the end. Well, well, I mean, everybody does. I mean, everybody has. Speed everybody doesn't. everybody hits a bad shot. Well, yeah, he did on seventeen. Yeah, but he regrouped I mean, and birdied right. eighteen. Um, and everybody hits a bad shot occasionally. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's more about the overall closing philosophy. Uh, and he's definitely got it, that's for sure. Uh, I tell you what, 21 years old, who would you rather be? Anthony Davis, Ooh. about to ascend to be the best player in the NBA, uh, or Jordan Spieth? Because I, I know for a fact I'm going Jordan Spieth. He's got less likely to blow out his knees, that's for sure. <laughs> Plus you sweat less. Yeah, you sweat less. You're always playing in good weather, yeah, largely. Well, yeah. now these golfers have some pretty hot girlfriends. It used to be, you know, they did all right, but not like it is today. I mean, there are a lot of hot ladies hanging around those golfers. Where there's money, there's women, right, Cameron? Absolutely. <laughs> Seriously. Where there's money, there's hot girls. And I'm only asking you, I'm not saying you're superficial and money-oriented. I'm just saying you know girls. I, yeah, I love it. I can tell you got three hours sleep. <laughs> no, not today. That's over the weekend. I slept until noon today. I'm good. He was trying to say you were dumb. I heard that. Scoot on down here. No, I just could hear ears turning uh, and, and, and watch you going. Trying to ask you a question I know you can answer. That's all. Now, I'm not going to ask you what you think Jordan Spieth looks like. You have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was trying he to ask you. He an advantage to you yesterday. His, his, uh, his uh, caddy came from there, from that course. I mean, come on. Well, they all said they all had the advice of PGA to get caddies from the area. They knew the course, so he wasn't alone. I mean, yeah, it worked out good for him, but all the... All the all the golfers were told to get caddies from the area that knew the course. Next, I actually know a guy that I've uh, known him for years. Uh, um, actually, played that course in 2010 when he was traveling around the country because it's a public course. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he actually played that course before. And I I, I was going to ask him and haven't what he thought <laughs> because because I mean if. if can you imagine just a, a regular schmo going out and trying to play that golf course? No. <laughs> oh. I, I can't even imagine. Most of the golf courses the PGA Tour plays on, you know, you probably... Yeah, but that one in particular, I mean, there's there's sand everywhere. Yeah. And 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 how weird was that? Have you ever seen gray sand before? I know. It was, it was odd, wasn't well, it? it was, I'm, I'm wondering if, to, given given where it's located... The earth. If it's volcanic in some nature. Maybe. It's the first ever PGA event up at the Pacific Northwest, so yeah. it's new territory for them. Oh. It was beautiful, though. The Puget Sound oh, was yeah. gorgeous. The backdrop was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're right. To try to say, where am I supposed to put my golf ball? Oh, 280 yards over all them bunkers? Okay, yeah, yeah I'll do that. I, honestly, the first time I turned it on this weekend, I was watching it. The first thing went to my head was, wow, there's a lot of water on this course. Because at first I thought that sand was that was all water. Yeah, yeah. And then I figured out it wasn't. So. <laughs> All right, we're going to get a break in. Uh, we'll talk more golf with Scott Pierre, five-time city champ. He loved it. Man, you got to feel bad for DJ in a certain way. Uh, biggest stage of all, and he three-putts. I mean, we all do that, but, you know, when you're a PGA guy and you and you get that big moment and you three-putt, that's, like, the worst time. And not to mention your future father-in-law staring at you. And the great one, Gretzky, standing there in the gallery watching. And I had to add to the pressure. You know, I mean, on one thing, it's great to have the family support there. On the other hand, it's like, this hockey player that ever lives watching me do this now. <laughs> I mean, you think he's not busting balls going, I let my daughter marry a guy who's not even close to being a great one? I'm sure I'm sure Gretzky said to him, I, I would have I finished this. 
how to finish this one. Oh, I'm sure that's not what he said to him. <laughs> they did. In my world, hockey players are tough. Yeah, they are. Except for Gretzky. Hockey players are tough. <laughs> Stick around. That break is uh, right now. We're going to get it in. Uh, ben Smith, our guest tonight at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill. Our BS Sports Show girl, Camry's here. Uh, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at BS, or at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The fan is the show. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'd love for you to come on out and hang with us here at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill at Georgetown North Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. It's the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh, um... Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffaletos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. They actually said that on the air, and they weren't kidding around. It's the BS Sports Show. We welcome you back. Wrigley Field is the place. Mo Times MO Radio Show on Twitter. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The fan, our guest tonight in the studio of Wrigley Field Barn Grill is Ben Smith at Ben Smith for Real on Twitter. You can kick me. It's okay. <laughs> you kicked me first. I uh, No, you kicked me. No, no, no. 
Why don't you guys just pass notes back and forth? Maybe we do that instead. That'd be more fun. Well, we're just all we're trying to do is just irk you. That's don't a, make me stop his car. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Have you not heard about road trips with Ben Smith? He doesn't play around. He doesn't uh, play around. What do you do? You smash bun bars into people's seats? Is that what it is? Is that what Justin Carlin won't let go? That is a vicious, ugly rumor that <laughs> happens to be true. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we'd love your thoughts on any of the topics we've gotten to thus far, which have been Pete Rose, whether or not he should be in the hall, and who should play Pete and the cast of characters in the Pete Rose movie. Uh, but we've also talked about the uh, U.S. Open a little bit. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, everybody tuned in because of Tiger with the U.S. Open. and uh, But that's because you, were, you you wanted to see him destroy the field. It's almost better for golf, really, if there's some parity and there's some good battles down the wire like there was yesterday in the U.S. Open. Uh, runaway wins are no fun for anybody, any sport. No, I agree. I mean, that, that was, like I said, that was uh, that was quality stuff. I mean, my wife even watched it. My wife never watches golf. So... Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, that was really quality stuff. Well, I mean, did things change for Tiger when people stopped being scared of him? I mean, when you weren't this time anymore, you know, people were, they, they could play with him. They weren't scared of him anymore. And definitely didn't scare anybody this weekend. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, well, I think it changed for when that hydrant hit his car. That was at the beginning of the slide. It really was. Really I mean, was. Because, because his head's never been right since then. Really. No. Except for. Years one of them. ago, when when he had that year when he won five tournaments, when he first started dating Lindsey Vaughn, and and now he's you know he's single again, and he's he's gonna be forty years old in December. And he's got a bad back, so yeah, it's true. You know, I don't know. You know, he he'd been scaring people up until a year or two ago. He did, but <laughs> well, I think year. a lot of it is these young guys coming along now. They didn't intimidated. They, they didn't play him when he was. Yeah. When he was Tiger Woods, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, so they're not intimidated by him, yeah. and you know those these kids. I mean, they're not intimidated by anybody. So, yeah, this is true. This is true. Any of these guys moving the needle ever like Tiger has? Will Jordan Spieth get to a point where he moves the needle like Tiger? Will we ever care again about a golfer that cared about Tiger Woods? I think Jordan Spieth is of all of them probably has the biggest potential to do that, just because. Of his personality, just because he's number one, he's an American. Yeah, and you know, American sports audiences in particular tend to be very provincial. And I mean, you could hear them chanting his name when he came to came to the green on eighteen yesterday because Mm -hmm. you know an American hadn't won the U.S. Open in in several years, and so I think that was. Part of it too. Does, does it hurt Rory's popularity? Because George Spieth is an American. Would Nike trade Rory right up, straight up? No, I don't. Under Armour I, I don't Jordan Spieth? No, I don't think so because Rory is another one of those guys. He's he's very engaging. Um, he's very likable. Uh, I, I don't think the the fact that he's not an American really hurts him from that standpoint at all. I, I think. I mean, and and the guy can just flat out play. Well, so I, I think what, what what makes it really good is is that there's always been like a. a, a you know, a villain, and no no better villain than somebody foreign-born like a Rory, although he's not a villain. You know what yeah. I mean? If, if we had an American that was oh. that was dominating the world like a like a speed, and, and, and his arch-nemesis is a foreigner, America loves that. Yeah, but yeah. Dustin Johnson's almost that. He's the Tom Brady of golf. He's got a hot wife, makes a lot of money. He's the Tom Brady of golf. I, I think Dustin Johnson's going to wind up being the guy who's the villain. He's got to win. Well, and he was... But, he wasn't suspended. He took a leave of absence, so he didn't get popped 
for drug abuse last year. Uh, actually, I, but DJ has more tour wins than Spieth. Spieth just happens to have a couple majors. <laughs> so. Well, I I don't think Rory will ever be cast in the villain role because he's just too nice a guy and he's too classy a guy. Um, it's not like, you know, back in the day when when you had, you know, Colin Montgomery, who who was kind of a I hated him. Kind of a surly guy, mm-hmm. and uh, so he was kind of a he was kind of cast in that villain's role a little yeah. bit. Um, to some extent, Darren Clark had a little bit of that. To, yeah, and to some extent, a little bit Nick Faldo because yeah. he was just very standoffish. Yeah, and never and, smiled. And uh, and and Rory is not yeah. that way at all. So I don't think that will. Yeah. I don't think you could ever cast him in a role as a villain. Let me change the subject here, and uh, we're going to get Scott Pierre on here in a little bit and talk more about the U.S. Open. But uh, touching on baseball, just to tinge the whole thing with the Kansas City Royals dominating the All-Star balloting. Uh, thankfully, thankfully they're slowly being replaced. I think Miguel Cabrera just passed Hosmer, and rightfully so, at first base. Uh, Mike Trout already moved into the outfield. So, but the rest of the field right now with uh, voting Seven ending with the voting ending next week, uh, six of the remaining starters because <laughs> they don't do pitchers yet uh, are are Royals Trout and Cabrera and then six Royals. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. I mean, look, b- back in the day before you could do this stuff online. Yeah. You know, having the fans vote for their. You know, you'd show up at the ballpark, they'd give you a ballot, you'd vote. But you couldn't just sit there in your living room and press a button like 60 times in a row to vote for a guy 60 times in a row. So the technology has sort of like outstripped the the whole concept of of the fans voting for, and it's turned it into a joke. It's ridiculous. You can't start six Kansas City Royals in the All-Star game. You can't. They're having a good year, but... Come on. I have, not the 27 Yankees. I have a conspiracy theory on this. Oh, boy. The conspiracy theory is, is the Major League Baseball is perfectly okay with this because what they're doing is getting more attention with the all-star vote and getting more fans out to vote their guys in from their cities. Well, There's two that, and a half million people be. in Kansas City. Yeah, that, that could be. They, they, yeah. they secretly might not be having a bunch of a problem. No, because people are... I've seen, you know, as a Detroit Tiger fan, I've seen David Price and Miguel Cabrera and everybody getting everybody's votes in for their own teammates right. with their right. millions of followers. They're going to get all that going and just draw more interest into it. So maybe that was why such an early start to say, all the Royals are starting. If they don't pass them, it's going to suck because they shouldn't have started six Kansas City Royals in the World Series either, but they did, and I tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> they will surpass uh, we're not going to see a whole roster dominated by Kansas City. Only one or two of them are really worthy uh, to start. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, maybe, maybe Gordon in the outfield. Well, it's interesting, you know. Perez I, catching is a no-brainer, though. On, on the other hand, speaking of conspiracy theories, wouldn't it be interesting if no? All of a sudden, you get to the All-Star game, and all the guys who should be starting end up starting anyway. And Major League Baseball can, baseball can just say, hey, that's the way the voting came out, because who's going to know? Yeah, yeah, you you're know? right. Who is going to know? So, uh, I, But I know that they've released some vote totals. There's been 72-some million, over 72 million votes for Royals players. Right. In a market that has 2.5 million in the Kansas City area. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's some 8-year-old kid sitting in his living room. Punching like, it, punching it. Punch his computer away. Or those aren't real numbers, like you said, and the Major League Baseball just did that 
to get some pub, and now they'll get it back to how it's supposed to be. I don't know that Major League Baseball did it on purpose, but I'm sure yeah, they don't mind. They're not I'm that sh- smart. I'm sure they don't mind the attention that it's drawn to the whole fan vote thing. Because, guarantee you, there's markets a lot bigger than Kansas City's 2.5 mil that are all saying, oh, wait a minute, we got to get our guy in. we got to get our guy in Detroit in. we got to get our guy in Chicago in. we got to get our guy in New York in. We're not letting Kansas City dominate this damn thing. Do you think, though, in the NL, that all of a sudden at the NL, they're going to be all full of St. Louis Cardinals since they're pretty good at computer hacking? I'm assuming that the Cardinals will be able to get their guys <laughs> and need them, too. Well, that that would be quite <laughs> odd that, that, that two cities in Missouri. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dominate. That's what I'm saying. Uh, just be like that. What? What? We 85 World Series, the the I 40 series, the Royals and the uh, and the and the Cardinals. Sure. Well, the only way that the only way that's going to happen is if is if all of a sudden, you know, four Houston Astros are leading are leading the voting <laughs> in the National League, and then all of a sudden. They've been replaced by four St. Louis Cardinals. So. <laughs> uh, yes. Too bad you just don't take the top st- st- uh, statistical leader at each position. Yeah, just I know. Put them in there, but, and then let the fans vote for the fill-ins. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Since we're on the topic of baseball, what you guys think of the whole Jose Tabata, you know, deliberately getting himself hit the other night so he could screw up Scherzer's perfect game? I loved it. I don't think baseball players do that. I, I don't think he did it. I do. Sure, said he had no problem he, with it. He could have got out of the way. Uh, well, you know, it, it's he also, didn't want to. It's a, it's, a, it's a reflex reaction. You can't, it looks like he moved into it. It looks like he wanted to get out of it. you got less than a half second to make up your mind whether you're going to swing or not. Yeah. Right, but, but, but we've had guys who have bunted to get on during a no-hitter or a perfect game, and guys are pissed. Isn't that the point? And that's, and that's weak, too. But isn't that the point, though? Why do I want to let this guy no-hit my team or have a perfect game against my well, team? I don't want to be that guy. I'll do anything I can have to to get on base. To sure as credit, not if you're down six nothing. If, it, if it's a one run game, sure, you're, you're still trying to win the baseball game. But if it's a six nothing game, come on. Scherzer says he doesn't blame him. He might have done the same thing. I mean, they, really? I, I uh, mean, I thought it was. Hey, and I'm a Pirates fan. Moe's right. I thought it was weeks off. Moe's right to a certain degree. Hallelujah. Because to a certain degree, you are supposed to get on base any way you can. Obviously, nobody was getting on base hitting the ball. <laughs> right. And nobody was being walked either. So you're running out of options to get you, you know, to start something. How do you know that doesn't. Yeah, but we've seen stranger things in baseball. You, you rattle a guy because now there's a guy on base. Now now Tabata's on base. Now now Scherzer's going from the stretch for the first time today. He hasn't had to. And and now he's a little bit rattled, and then a rally starts. And next thing you know, they lose 7-6. to six. I mean, the crazier things have happened in baseball. And, and I don't fault – Scherzer said I don't fault the guy. I probably would have done the same thing. No. I mean, because didn't we get on, on the pitcher from the National League last year on his ass for throwing those softballs to Derek Jeter? Yeah. I mean, don't I, I don't – I mean, if I'm the crowd, sure I want to see it, but I don't want to see it happen to my team. Hell no. I mean, the Cubs have been no-hit a lot, and I wish somebody would dive in front of a damn ball. I mean, the last thing I think Max – I don't know. I don't know. I know it's hard. Um, the, the, let's just say that's a crappy way to have a perfect game ruined. No no yeah. question about uh, it. It was a crappy way. And in, in, in Max's mind, and I think in most people's mind, he threw a perfect game. You know what I mean? It's not going to show up in the books down the line. It's going to show up as a great pitch. He kind of did. Um, you know. But and I we know what, what he did. Two games in a row. Gosh, the, I mean, that guy's just on fire. Yeah, right he's now. on it. How's, that, how's that feel letting him go? That's uh, got to feel good right now. Got to feel good. Letting him go? You could have resigned him if they really wanted to. Yeah. Um, got to feel good. We'll see. They haven't won a World Series yet. Ooh. All right. Well played, sir. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, David. Okay. 
As a matter of fact, the Washington Nationals have had a lot of good records lately and zero World Series wins. Yeah, maybe he'll be this pitch count and they'll sit him out for the playoffs like they did in Strasburg a couple of years ago. Uh, and by, by the way, Mo, I secretly wish good things for guys that move on from, really? from my team. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, it doesn't bother me when they don't do well. It doesn't bother <laughs> me when Porcello's tanking it and Boston's in the bottom yeah. of the AL East. Uh, but I'm cool with Scherzer. I like Scherzer. I like Max. I wish he was a Tiger. I don't wish him. You know, I'm glad Prince Fielder's finally getting his career going again down in Texas after the year off last year. Uh, what I'm more concerned with is what did we get in return? Can't do anything about what Scherzer's doing with the Nationals, but what are the Tigers Fair. doing? Uh, can't do anything about what Prince Fielder's doing with the Rangers, but what's Kinsler doing for Detroit? That's the way yeah. I look at it. God, I so. hate that you're so open-minded about this stuff. When Greg <laughs> Maddox left the Cubs, I wished death on him. I mean, uh, in three Cy Youngs later, whatever it people was. People are already <laughs> wishing death on Dwayne Wade. He hadn't even left the Heat yet. Yeah, go take those bum knees out of Miami. See you, Dwayne. See you, D-Wade. And he hasn't even decided to leave yet. <laughs> well, That's I, the way fans can be. Cutthroat. No, it, it's, I, I think it's, you know, it's, 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 it's free agency. Guys move around now. That's just the way it is now. Yeah. And there's no sense being ticked off about it. And, you know, if, if a guy get a better deal somewhere else. I'm, I'm kind of like you, Billy. I mean, if, I would, I probably wouldn't be happy with it if Andrew McCutton would leave the Pirates, but if he could get a better deal somewhere else. To improve your team. And, and depending on what they get yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hold it against him because he's moved on because there was too many years in baseball where, where guys couldn't do that. I rooted for Gibson as hard as anybody did, even though he was a Tiger first, when he went and had that wonderful series with the Dodgers and that right, amazing yeah. home run yeah. he had. I'm like, yeah, it's Gibby. I yeah. loved Gibby when he was a Tiger. and Good for Gibby. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, sneak a break in. How are those uh, French fries? Oh we, need a, we need a report on the... Because uh, I, I, I opted out of the steak fries and got... They give you three choices of fries here at Wrigley. Yeah. Uh, crinkle, crinkle, steak, and curly. I, I went with crinkle. They were fine. Ooh. Those steak fries are pretty good, though. Ben, what are you? I one. Ben, are you I a crinkle? I went with curly. Um, crinkle, <laughs> uh, steak fries. fry guy. I'd probably be more of a steak fries guy. Yeah. Look at them. They're huge. I think either way, they go... Thank you. Oh, either way, they go great with those dollar Mighty Burgers. Mighty Burger Monday, Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, one dollar. Eight dollar pizza, too. And I smelled that pizza by, and I'm like, one two. <laughs> so it's the Wrigley thing. Stick around, get the break in. Uh, our buddy, our pal, Scott Pieri, uh, five time city champion at Fort Wayne, is going to give us some of his thoughts from the pro golfer perspective on uh, the U.S. Open drama yesterday. So stick around. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis. At Ben Smith for real, our guest, BS Sports, the fan on Twitter. We got Facebook pages as well. And we're going to be back uh, as we uh, near the end of hour number one on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. 
With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Royal Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... <laughs> oh. Um... Lollygag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and Road Trips and the Scenic Route and Swimming and Weekly Car Washes and Making Connections and Unexpected Speed Dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal, broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it, and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington, and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 
1-4. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery. Located in Angola, Indiana, Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. The BS Sports Show. You need to calm down. I mean, I'm not that excited about this show, and they pay me. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. We thank you very much for your time, as always. Mondays and Fridays, it's Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Mondays mean dollar Mighty Burgers and $8 pizzas, uh, amongst other things. And uh, also, we're out here. Ben Smith is with us, our beautiful BS Sports Show girl. Uh, Camry's here, and she just answered a sports question for Ben, the legendary sports writer. Didn't know what a kettlebell was, huh, Ben? I don't know. Either. That'll work out. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> what, what is it? I don't know either. I don't, I've seen the gym once by accident. It's a workout. No, honestly. Who cares? Instead of like a dumbbell, it's got like a looped handle, and it's got a little, it looks like a bell. Uh, that's why they call them kettlebells. They're, it's a workout, free weight workout tool. Yeah, no, Camry knew that. Ben did not. So I'm giving you cred here, hon. I'm, I'm getting hey. a sports question right. There you go. That's a lifestyle question. Up against a... It's a lifestyle question. What the hell are you talking about? You mean a healthy lifestyle, which requires athleticism. But oh my ass! Are you just going to argue with everything? No, I just don't. Do, I just don't. You're right. Yeah, probably. Have another drink. I will. On the line with <laughs> five-time Fort Wayne champion Scotty P, who was all in like most everybody last night on the U.S. Open. Scotty P, how's your Monday going, buddy? It's going well, Billy. How you guys doing? Doing dandy, man. Here at the uh, Fort's Best Game Sports Bar. Uh, so, what movie did you guys see? Hey, and, hey, and I, hey, I just want to say real quick that that's not really a lifestyle question. That's an insight into your workout history question, gang. That's what that is. Anybody that has any <laughs> time in a gym at all, uh, maybe has seen a kettlebell <laughs> or two, just tells you about the workout exactly. habits. Of, it tells you the workout habits of Ben Smith and Mo. <laughs> exactly, Indeed it does. Exactly. Uh, you just came from the movies. What did you see, bud? We went and saw, uh, is it Inside Out? It's a kid's movie. I got a seven-year-old, as you know. It's right, a new one right. about, uh, with all the emotions, joy, disgust, fear, anger. It's good. Go see it. If you, uh, yeah, my, yeah. my little girl liked it. And uh, we went to the new Coldwater, uh, the the revamped Coldwater uh, Crossing. Oh, yeah, how is got it? got the reclining leather chairs. Are yeah. you kidding me? Have you been there uh, yet? Has anyone been there? No. Has anyone? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Went, you guys got to go. I wasted 12 bucks to sleep through a movie. I've done that at home. <laughs> Too comfy, huh? It's pretty comfy. Pretty comfy. I, it, it, they're nice, man. They're nice. It's a nice setup. I don't mind giving them, you know, 10 bucks a seat or whatever now, to be honest with you, because it's a pretty pretty comfy situation. So. Oh, man. You know, this is one of those tournaments. I mean, everybody's talking Jordan Spieth, and rightfully so, today, yeah. Scotty P. Uh, two straight majors. Yeah. Doesn't happen often. Uh, not very. Matter of fact, the last time this has happened uh, with the Masters in the U.S. Open goes back uh, about what 13 years to one Tiger Eldrick yep. Woods. Right. So it's a special thing. Right. Yeah. But isn't there an aspect of people saying that that was kind of handed to him? That that was DJ's tournament. DJ lost it. Spieth didn't win it. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, as a competitive golfer, I mean, Jordan Jordan posted five under, forced him to 
you know, play, uh, you know, a really, really good last hole, which he did all the way up until the last putt. Um, I think the bad break for him on that last hole was that the ball stayed up above the hole. I mean, I mean, if it had any momentum at all, that ball, that ball should have trickled all the way back. I mean, that was a bad break. But he hit that first putt a little bit too hard. When he hit it, I told Holly, we were watching it, I was glued to the DVD. I said, oh, that's too much. I mean, I could just tell when it, as it took off that he just, he just needed to breathe on that one. And, and listen, that's, you know, yeah, it's DJ's mistake. Obviously, that, that, that was the deciding factor, but... Um, you know, jo- Jordan was first in the clubhouse at 500, so I, I don't I don't buy into DJ handing it to him. It wasn't handed to him. He, he earned that over four really long, hard rounds at, at a really demanding golf course. There were a couple of golfers that said that had this been a regular tour stop, that they would have walked off and left the tournament. To, <laughs> are there many courses that have been like that, where guys were so angry that it had it been just a regular tour stop and not a major that they would have left? I don't think so. I, I've never heard any... I. I this is by far, in my opinion, the most complaining I've heard about about the condition of the greens at a at an event. But but the thing about it, and we talked about it last Saturday, is you know it's not a PGA Tour event. You know it's a, it's the USGA. They 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 just uh, you know bang their own drum, and um, the venue is a spectacular piece of property. They had this thing in the works since they probably have known they're going there probably for six or seven years, and. I just think that there was a quality to about half the greens that just was just not up to par. But everybody had to play the same course. Everyone had to play the same green. Somebody was going to hoist the trophy at the end of the week, and it was a mental grind against the condition of the golf course, I think, as much as anything, and just accepting that you were going to hit some putts that were going to bump around and, and miss. And some guys handled it better than others. And, you know, Billy Horschel lost his head over it, and Jordan Spieth kept his cool and won the golf tournament. So, um, I've never heard this much complaining, though, Mo. Never. Talking to uh, five-time Fort Wayne City champ Scott Fieri. You know, could it be possible too that you know, with slightly better scores yesterday, a little bit uh, better play going on yesterday, that the USGA kind of did what they don't normally do, and they kind of made the course just a tinge easier on Sunday compared to Saturday, or is that just because these guys are competitive and they played the course for four days and they just got a little better at it? No, I think they, they I think they softened up the golf course a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Maybe not the pins as much as the tees. I mean, the first hole played what 370 yards yesterday or something like that. Right. These guys were driving it down there to where they were flipping little wedges and they still couldn't hit the green. And if they missed yeah. that green, the ball was rolling 60 yards away down to the left in a swell. And Chris Kirk made a 10. He pitched it six times and couldn't get it on the green. So it, it was it just a, you know it's just the kind of course where you just put it in certain spots you just don't have a chance and. But yesterday, listen, Lou Eustazen shot 29 on the back side. I mean, he shot 29 on the last side of a U.S. Open. He made six birdies uh, in a row. I mean, uh, certainly it was it – was, you could get the course a little bit yesterday. But, um, but the amount of tension coming down the stretch with those leaders was just – I mean, you could cut it with a knife. I mean, it was obvious that guys were just absolutely stressed to the max coming in down the last four or five holes. Talking to our buddy Scott Fieri, our uh, our golf pro, our resident golf pro, co-host with me on the Green Saturday, seven to eight on uh, ESPN 106.7 FM, thirteen eighty AM. Uh, Stuff to call going into this one too. Uh, you know, even though we knew we had uh, uh, two pretty pretty formidable young guys uh, leading going into the weekend, Scotty P. With uh, yeah, you know, after the cut Friday, you know, you got Reed and, and Spieth right there. 
And it was it was tough to call. I mean, uh, you were saying DJ on Saturday morning before round three began. Yeah. Uh, we talked yeah. Spieth, we talked Patrick Reed. All of them could have been. That also adds to the drama when you don't really know what to expect uh, the last two days. Uh, and then Rory stormed back too on Sunday. Made it interesting there for a while. Yeah. And 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 Louis Tazen, we talked about him. You know, yeah. we, we discussed him Saturday morning too. I mean, he was You know, everybody just wrapped your head around this. You know, he was nine over after twenty holes. Nine over. He played the last. He played the last fifty-two holes thirteen under par. I mean, if he uh-huh. would have just got off to somewhat of an acceptable start, this was his golf tournament. I and mean, this—he's probably the one who's kicking himself the most out of. Besides DJ, the obvious um, is is Louis Ustase, and he just he let one get away from him. He was playing better than everybody, and unfortunately, he he played with Tiger for two days, and it rubbed off. It looks like so. Uh, I feel bad for him just as much as I feel bad for DJ, to be honest with you. Can one of these young guys, DJ or or Spieth or Rory, can they develop that killer instinct that Tiger had when he was Tiger Woods, and, and really just start killing the competition again? Can they develop that uh, that killer Sunday instinct? I'm not sure we're going to see. And, and listen, Spieth is doing something right now that we didn't expect. I mean, I, I certainly didn't think we're going to see something like this. But Tiger has that. You know, Tiger won 27 up up until, I think up until last year, he had won 27% of every single tour, tour event he had played in. I mean, that is that is <laughs> double the next best, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, if you, if you, if you're averaging, you know, somewhere in the 10% or 8% range for your career, you're a Hall of Famer. So I'm not sure we're going to see that, to be honest with you, Mo. I really don't. But Jordan Speak is making a strong case that he might do something like that. I mean, he's been in every event this year. He's playing a lot. He's a humble kid who's hungry. And he's, uh, he's already talking about getting ready for the British Open. I mean, he's putting this behind him already. So I wouldn't put anything past him, but how interesting how interesting a year would it be if he goes to the British Open and, and gets in the hunt there. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I can't wait for it, to be honest with you. I, I can't think of a, of a major, uh, or any tournament for that matter, but especially a major, uh, where there were so many great storylines uh, on Sunday, whether it's, you know, everybody watching, yeah. Jason, everybody watching Jason Day and seeing how he was going to handle uh, sure. his vertigo and, and DJ's collapse with, with, with with his whole family there, with Gretzky watching him, and and Spieth not knowing if he was playing Monday or losing or, or winning, or you know, right there until that last. Yeah. Uh, just so much drama, so many different storylines uh, to keep on uh, an yeah. eye on all weekend, and I can't think of a major. Can you that w- with as much drama like this one? Uh, no, I, I can't. I mean, the, it changed so quick. I mean, Brendan Grace is standing on the 15th tee, tied for the lead. He hits out of bounds. Yeah. Speed makes that big curler down the hill to take a three-shot lead and then hits it way right off the tee and makes double. As Ustazen is making making a birdie on 18 to tie Speed, and then DJ hits a six iron four feet from 220, makes that and then hits it in there for eagle on the last hole. It was crazy. It was just it was the I went up and grabbed Holly. She wasn't even watching. I ran upstairs. I said, "You have to come down and see this. This is just getting crazy." And so we watched it. Uh, we did. We watched the last half hour. She was like, you got to be kidding me. I just can't believe. And then DJ has a putt to win. And, you know, let's give him credit. I mean, listen, he missed. He played exceptional on the front nine. He had a two-shot lead at the turn. And then he just started yeah. missing those four, five, six-footers, okay? But he hit the best iron shot of the week, literally, on 17 to four feet, the closest shot of the day from 220 with a six iron. Stop it. 
are you kidding me? I mean, who hit the <laughs> six iron two twenty, and then yeah. he hits it three fifty off the eighteenth tee and not you know off the eighteenth hole, and then you know hits it in there close. So I, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't call what he did a collapse. I would just say that you know he he just he was a little too aggressive on that first putt and he missed another short one. So uh, it's uh, it's just golf and those greens. That, that green was all that green was chewed up pretty good up around the cup on eighteen. There were a lot of guys around that hole. The ball was bumping pretty good. So. Unfortunately, he left himself what you don't want, which is a four-footer to get into a playoff for the U.S. Open, and he missed it. So, um, you know, God bless him for the way he handled it. He handled it like a pro, and he's moving on, and I, I think he'll get over it quickly, to be honest with you. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Hey, Scotty P., man, thanks for your time on a Monday night, buddy. We really appreciate it, pal. Hey, you guys sound great tonight, man. Take care. Great talking with you, and have a good have a good show. Thanks, man. Uh, always good stuff. Find him on Twitter, at Scott Pieri. Uh, five-time city champ. Who knows how many more championships uh, he could have racked up here uh, if he didn't, you know, get forced to declare himself a professional. Um, but, man, he uh, he's made his mark in Fort Wayne. We uh, do the golf show, and he's all in on what's happening in the world of golf. And uh, what a great tournament. What a great tournament it was and the way it finished last night. Amazing. Just amazing. Heartbreak for uh, Dustin Johnson uh, and instant euphoria for, for, for Jordan Spieth because, as we said, uh, on that one green there, while he's watching DJ, he doesn't know if he's going to lose the tournament, play 18 holes on Monday in a playoff with Dustin Johnson, or win the tournament. And it all happened there, right there. Well, well he said, flash. you know, when they when they when they grabbed him afterwards, he said he was in shock, and he kind of sounded yeah, like, and it looked like because I think he fully expected, I think he was mentally preparing himself at the very least to to be back on Monday, and 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 you know, at worst case scenario. You know, suddenly he gets the the thing pulled out, yanked out from under him at the last second, and all of a sudden he's a winner. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it it probably took a while for him to process that yeah. whole thing mentally. Yeah. Uh, much different than the Masters, where he kind of knew walking right. up eighteen, yeah. he was the winner. Yeah. Uh, very different when you're sitting in that clubhouse wondering what's going to happen with the guys that are finishing behind you. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, he, DJ still laying in bed with Paulina Gretzky. I think he got over it pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, how can that make you have a bad day? <laughs> I feel the same about Tommy well, Brady. If that were the philosophy, he would just quit golf and spend all day in bed with Paulina. I I would quit golf. I would quit golf. Then she dumps him because he doesn't have a job. He works. He works four <laughs> days a week. I mean, how rough is life? Uh, I wouldn't mind three putting for eight hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars. Would you, Ben? Yeah, I could probably handle that. I mean, it would be great to win it, that. but I'm like, you know yeah. what? I just three putted for eight hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars. I'm okay. Yeah. I, oh, and I'm going. I would imagine, you know, by last, by this morning, he was thinking, you know, <laughs> I'm, de- I'm 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 hooked up with a beautiful woman. I have a baby, and I got eight hundred eighty-seven thousand. <laughs> yeah, I've been life's pretty good. If I, and I get to play golf again. Yeah, damn! I hope my dealer's not watching this and see the kind of money I just made. The prices are going up. <laughs> Well, if that's why he left the tour to address his cocaine situation or his problems, it appears that his problems are over because he's been in contention all year long. He's been one of the yeah, top golf good. golfers yeah. all year long. So he seems to have righted the ship, so to speak. Unfortunately for him on a big stage, he succumbed when he could have won it last night outright on that 18th green. Crazy stuff. Yeah, Crazy he, finish. He didn't Greg Norman it, so, I mean, it's not that bad, you know. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a historic collapse like that. It was a tough. I mean, a tough course, too, you know. It's yeah. not like it was... A horrible misstep. It was just a rough course. Breaking news, Phil Mickelson didn't finish second this year. <laughs> yeah. It was Dustin Johnson. 
Uh, all right, we're going to get a break in. Uh, we're in the final hour of a Monday night edition of the BS Sports Show. And uh, it's always Wrigley Field Bar and Grill on Mondays, as well as Fridays from 7 to 9. Find Mo Time on Twitter at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, at BS Sports the Fan, at Ben Smith for Real is uh, our guest tonight. We'll talk more with Ben, get back to the Pete Rose topic and uh, the other topics we have. Uh, maybe even a little FIFA talk. Uh, as suggested by Mo, with regard to Hope Solo, women in action right now. They scored and got the goal taken away. Did they really? Yeah, that's all the yelling was about. The ladies scored and then they had the goal taken away. I think you were offside. Wombach, Wombach, or whatever. Stick around those uh, topics on the way after we take this break on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at K. It's the BS Sports Show. It gives crappy people a chance to sort themselves out. All righty, we are back, and we appreciate you uh, 
for joining us on a Monday night and any night for that matter, seven to nine weeknights on this BS Sports Show. You can find us at thebssportshow.com with links there to listen or uh, indianasportsradio.com, home of Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana. Uh, we've got Ben Smith here. Uh, what do we call you? Legendary, semi-retired, award-winning columnist, Ben Smith. Badass. Or, or Badass Ben for short. Yeah, you know, the, the, the <laughs> former is probably not going to fit on the license plate. So, Camry's here trying to finish off her uh, steak fries. That, that was a big platter of steak fries you had. I'm Yeah, I'm still stuffing my face. It was huge. What did you eat last week when you were here? I forgot. I got the veggie basket, which was good. The zucchini and the mushrooms, oh, they were awesome. So Wrigley's batting a 1,000 with food for you so far in your two weeks. We here as our BS Sports Show girl. Yep, they're doing good. They have my approval. And you haven't even gotten to the world-famous wings yet, of which Mo and I seem to opt to quite a bit here. Well, like she said, it's carb-loading night. <laughs> uh, what are you, uh, are you a wing guy, Ben, a Marty Burger Me? guy, pizza guy? Yes. <laughs> Food guy? Yes. Bun bar guy? Well, I got a pizza, Ben, so you have to try it. I, got, I went out of box this time. My first ever Wrigley pizza tonight. Yeah, I did uh, burgers and brats on the grill for Father's Day yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's right. Uh, there's three fathers sitting at this table, and uh, that's my idea of a good Father's Day: trying to relax as much as possible. Yeah. I thought about grilling myself, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to grill today. So I, I got a pizza delivered, which is why I'm yeah. not asking for the pizza tonight. Well, kind of what you know. Father's Day is kind of weird because you know Mother's Day it's all about giving mom the day off and everything. Father's Day is all about dad cooks. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, yeah. And we get lumped so. in with the grads, dads and grads. Mothers don't want to get that. They just get Mother's Day. Yeah. Right. Everybody advertises us, dads and grads. Well, screw the graduates. It's been a long time since I've been there. Why can't it just be Father's Day? But you're right. It is. What, what can dad do for us today that would be nice? <laughs> I like doing more crap on Father's Day than I do any other day of the year. Uh, I never complain about grilling because then I get to eat it. So you know. <laughs> Well, and now uh, the next holiday that looms is the 4th of July, obviously. And uh, we are going to do our show live. At Pyromaniac yes. Fireworks next Wednesday night. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. And words from Gary Graham's mouth, also known as head coach of the Fort Wayne Comets, but proprietor of Pyr- Pyromaniac Fireworks in the summer, we're going to blow some stuff up. <laughs> and his stuff is so good, it got, I mean, the cops came in, in force the last time we blew some stuff up, up on the parking lot. I mean, yeah. tons of cops. So it, it, he's got some... Pretty awesome stuff. Time Corners, by the way, Pyromaniac Fireworks Comet fans, or just those that want to get good deals on uh, on your pyrotechnics for the uh, holiday. They can officially be launched next week, I think, only, uh, the Oops. week of 4th of July. I heard a couple pops last <laughs> night, though. Oh, everybody breaks the rules. Yeah. Everybody yeah. breaks the rules. But but you can't be cited, uh, what is it, 30th to the 4th, I believe. Right. What are you right, in for, yeah. pal? I should have some fireworks a couple days early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a badass. Uh, all right. Uh, well, that'll be next Wednesday that we do our fireworks show with Gary Graham. Uh, an alternate spot on the road for our show because uh, right now it's pretty much always Wrigley Field Fridays and Mondays, but getting the show out at Pyromaniac Fireworks next Wednesday night as well. So we talked about Pete Rose, talked about the uh, Outside the Lines report surfaced today, uh, and obviously damning evidence that Pete Rose did indeed bet on baseball while still a player, even though he said he didn't in 2004 when he, quote-unquote, came clean and tried to set the record straight. So so you do this in 2004, which was, what, 13 years after his initial suspension. Right. And 
And you do this in, in an effort to get some sympathy, to maybe get yourself, you know, exonerated back in the game of baseball, into Cooperstown, all that. And it's a complete and utter lie that you're telling people when you come out and say, I'm going to set the record straight once and for all. Yes, I did bet on baseball, but not as a player. Yeah. So you lied. You lied when you were asking for forgiveness, when you were trying to set the record straight. That's worse than the initial lie almost, isn't it? It is. It is because, because it's, well, number one, it's complete, you know, the, the whole thing in 2004 was obviously self-serving, which is, which is fine. At least he finally allegedly came clean. Right. But, it, but what do you think if you're going to come clean and you're going to say you're going to do it to try to get into the Hall of Fame, wouldn't you think you'd do it all the way? I mean, why would you withhold still any, be lying? Yeah. I mean, if you're, trying to clear, if you're trying to clear your name, it just makes, I mean, it just suggests to me that I, I don't think Pete could tell the truth if it hit him in the rear end with a bass fiddle. I just don't think he could. Right, but I mean, he just, he's a congenital liar. He just, yeah. he Couldn't he have thought, though, that that was too much? If he said he'd bet on baseball as a player, too, that that would be too much and people wouldn't forgive him then? No, I, I don't think so. I, I, like I said before, you were always better off if you, had, if you come clean, you admit it, people will forgive you. They always do. But in your effort, in your attempt to, to get sympathy, to get people to forgive you, you were lying in that instance. That, that, that you've it, almost it just, sealed it your just boggles the mind. Yeah, yeah. it just does. Yeah. Uh, well, at any rate, um, there are those that don't believe Pete would have gotten in the uh, Hall of Fame anyway, uh, regardless of the uh, fact that there's a new commission, Rob Manfred. Um, guys like Olney, guys like Kirkshin felt Pete wasn't going to get in anyway. But now he's really sealed his face. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much sealed the deal. Especially so. since he recently just filed an appeal that Rob Manfred was going to look at. And oh, by the way, now there's this nice big fat outside the lines report for Rob Manfred to refresh his memory on Pete's exact transition. Do you think that ESPN did that because he's working for Fox? I think... I think I think ESPN did that because Pete's asking for forgiveness, and there were starting to be people leaning towards the fact that he may have gotten his forgiveness. He may have gotten reinstated by Rob Manfred. So I don't believe that ESPN was trying to dirty Pete Rose. I think they were just re-digging into the whole thing, and then they went, oh, crap, oh, oh man, oh, there's more here than we thought. And I, So I don't think it was an effort to schmear Pete. I think it just worked out that way because they were investigating, knowing that Pete just filed for reinstatement, so they were going to do a story on it. They were going to revisit it. And what did so, they find? They found more information than they ever knew. So what are you, so what are you saying, Mo, that, that ESPN was being petty? Yes. That, really? Yeah. I cannot conceive that ESPN Making a story would ever about be petty. Because uh, because Pete Rose is such an important broadcaster for the Fox machine that they had to get him fired Right, but, but if um, Pete Rose is on ESPN, <laughs> we would have never seen this report. If, if that, is, rose, that is highly likely. If he worked for ESPN, we would have never yeah. seen this. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. ESPN has done a good job of self-policing their people that have made mistakes. Matter of fact, almost too harshly. I mean, some suspensions that were handed down for guys delivering some free speech just seem kind of hypocritical to me, uh, in an effort to save face. But then again, they would save some face if Pete worked for them. No, I don't know. It's too big of a story. They can sacrifice Pete Rose as a. ESPN analyst and be just fine, they would rather break this big, giant, huge, outside-the-line story 
well, than hide it. The the other aspect of it is yes, they probably would because they would probably know that sooner or later somebody else was gonna. And then they get cut, and then they're, they they look even worse for covering it up. Right. Or whatever yeah. Doing. Don't you think Pete made more money though after, because of this scandal? I mean, he's everywhere signing people, pay him a ton of money to come sign baseballs. He says, don't you think he made more money That's because the of this? Only income. He sits in Vegas and signs autographs. I, I saw. Him a few weeks ago, and he was charging eighty-nine dollars to to sign. Plus, it's you had to pay fifty it's, bucks. It's a stupid purchase. No, I, would, I didn't purchase it. I'm just saying. I, I, saw I don't. Him. I don't think he's made more money because of this. I think he would have. I think he would have done the same thing if he hadn't done it. He could have had endorsements, more managing longer. Yeah. Um, I mean, he would have been signing stuff if uh, he hadn't done yeah. this. So, hey, look at it this way. Pete has been signing crap for thirty years. Guess what's the least valuable autograph in sports? Oh, yeah, sports. he signs way too much. Because there's 18 billion things signed by Pete Rose. The only kinda r- like, it's kind of like Richard Petty. Yeah. I mean, Richard Petty signs everything for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, he's just that kind of guy. So there's no value in that? There's not really much of well, value. Okay. I've got a poster signed by Richard Petty Honus, in my basement. Honus Wagner's baseball card is the most expensive baseball card in history, not because he was the greatest player in history. It's because that card is so damn rare. Yeah. So like yeah. three known ones. You know, yeah. The cool uh, thing about Pete though is he'll sign anything. He doesn't care. He'll he'll put he'll write whatever you want him to write. You know he wrote he writes I did it. I bet on baseball. I did it. I stabbed your mother. Whatever you want him to write, he'll put it on there, which is cool because a lot of guys won't do that. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of like Richard, Richard Petty. He yeah. signs everything for everybody. Yeah, um, and people all want to say that you know this has nothing to do with with Pete. You know, on the field is on the field prowess like steroids may have or or whatever some other type of cheating. Um, but in essence, it it, it is. It, it, it's a rule that all players have to adhere to. All personnel, all personnel have to adhere to those rules. Otherwise, they face banishment. It's a rule that's been posted in, in clubhouses before Pete Rose even got into baseball. Because you're right, Ben Smith. It does go back to the Black Sox scandal of yeah. 1919 and Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, the precedent. The precedent for how seriously baseball regards gambling uh, was set by Judge Landis. And it has to do with integrity. What do people say um, when, when basketball... People want to think sports are fixed all the time. Oh, the fix is in. They never call fouls on LeBron or, or or this team went to the free throw line. It's fixed. Right. Okay. That, that's fair. So, but, so the last thing you want to have anything going around with baseball is that you know, the players are rolling over and they're making money. On, on betting on, on games and things like that. It's not legit. The, yeah. the sport isn't legit. That's well, what they fear. And here's the, and here's the other thing with, 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 with Rose now. He, his, his credibility was shot before. It's doubly shot now. I mean, because before, his, his, his defenders would always say, yeah, he bet on baseball, but he only did it when he was a, a manager. Right, well, right. now they can say, yeah, he bet on baseball when he was a player, but he only bet on his team. Well, how do we know that? Right, he's already lied twice. How do we know he's not we don't lying know about anything this? He says don't some anything. rules need to be revisited, though? I mean, what what catapulted the NFL to popularity? Betting, right? I mean, why did they start putting on injury reports for people who bet on the sport? And if you want to tell me football guys don't bet on their own guys when they're playing fantasy football in leagues that are money and they draft themselves or other guys, they are. So what is catapulting football to be the number one? Betting. Isn't it time to revisit this rule maybe a little bit? Oh, they want people to bet on baseball, dude. They just well, don't want the players. Well, there's a big difference between fans betting and players right, betting. Right, right. But when a player is in a league, in a fantasy league, an NFL player, where they spent money to get in this league, and they're playing on some of these websites, how is that not betting? Are they allowed to do that? Yeah. Eric Ebron from the Detroit Lions did it. 
and, and talked about it in an interview last year. Yeah, but well, that not. might be something the NFL might address down the road. What are they? What are still the, gambling, though. Whether the, that's what I'm saying is whether these players should be allowed to do that. It's and, it's a lot easier to police the stuff that goes through Vegas and bookies and casinos and things like that than it is some office fantasy league. Right. Uh, no, and, and how much money was that payout? He played on DraftKings. That's where he was playing on a website. It could be a huge payout depending on what he's betting. Just, Eric Ebron was betting on the Lions. Yep. No, he's betting on he's betting on himself. He had a fantasy football team. He was on it. and He drafted other guys on it. How is that? He played against the defense. It was his defense one day. How is that not uh, you know? How is that not a conflict of interest? It is. That's what I'm saying. Say is maybe I think this is I think this is an issue that the NFL has not gotten out ahead of yet, and I think eventually they will. But isn't baseball always the last to get with the times? Aren't they always the last ones? This is not about getting with the times. This is about a rule posted in clubhouses that was broken. This this is not a lot different than Deflategate. How how much of an advantage the football air pressure levels isn't nearly as important as the, as the Patriots blatantly breaking the rules. Uh, and it goes back to if you'll break this rule, what other rule will you break? Rules are there for a reason. I'm sure there's no rules posted in the clubhouses of NFL teams at this point in time that you can't play in fantasy leagues. If there were, then Eric Ebron could face punishment. There is a rule posted in every baseball locker room I understand saying that. you will not gamble or you will be banned. When they did that, though, they were hardcore trying to make the game come back after the Black Sox scandal, right? And that was how many years ago? You know, isn't it time to maybe look and update in a few things? That's all I'm saying. We're in a gambling society now. Uh, it, it, it's just impossible... To, uh, it, it's impossible to fathom how you know you can control all that. Now you're already trying to keep track of your league. Now you got to keep track to make sure guys aren't throwing games. It's easier to police no betting. What, what's the bigger problem, steroids or betting? Potentially, they both could be equally bad. Yeah, but are you banished for a lifetime using steroids? No, fifty games. So if you, if you want to bet on baseball, why can't you have a 50-game suspension there, too? No, you, you're banished for life if you get a third offense. Right, but at first you're banished for 50 games, right? If you get caught betting on baseball one time, you're banished for life. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So if they're, if they're, how, how be, hard is it to follow that rule? How much do you like playing baseball? If there's a rule posted that says you can't gamble, you're banned, why would you gamble? Why would you do that? You're probably already making pretty good money. It's a, It's because you've got a gambling problem. Okay. And I do, but let's not talk about me. I do it. No, but see, you're missing the point. All I'm saying is, maybe it's time to update it a little bit. If steroids could be equally as damaging, why not 50 games for your first defense? Why have you been I say you open up a horrible can of worms if you allow athletes to gamble on their own sport. Horrible can of worms. Because then the uh, potential for cheating is there. Big time. It is for steroids, too. Tanking. Well, steroids is... Not allowed in sports either. Well, baseball taking three hours. Who cares at that point? So I wish some of these teams would tank so we'd get it over quicker. Have a mercy rule. <laughs> I'm just saying. So back to Pete Rose. Um, there's nothing he can say to redeem himself at this point in time. Not at this point. I can't think what it would be. He could possibly. Because, like he could possibly say, "Wait a minute." I, I said I bet when I was a manager, and I was a manager, because when he was a player, he was a manager. Semantics? Ah. Semantics? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think of that. But He never managed without playing. 
or, or at that time, he was player manager. Right, so, right. so he only bet as the manager. Oh, so, so he can go. Too. So technically, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. lying. Is yeah. that what you're? Is that what you're saying? What's he gonna do? He's a worm weasel. He'll try. Yeah. But that's just going to make him look worse, though. But how many of these guys have ever got popped for something like this? Even steroids have ever come out first and admitted it. Everybody's lied. That's they all I'm, do. That's what I'm saying. You're always better off. You get caught. You come out right away. And you admit it. But you have an easier out with steroids. You could say you didn't know you had a banned substance and whatever it is you took. Well, didn't that immediately say you're lying? What's that? Didn't that immediately tell me you're lying right there? I didn't know. You don't know what you're putting in your body and your athlete bull. I don't believe that for a second. I take a lot of things doctors give me. But my, but the point is, is that there can be, matter of fact, there's proven arguments where these guys had some things that they didn't know. The whole um, um, Robert Mathis thing last year. Oh, come on. His doctor saying he was going to be a, he trusted his doctor. He made a mistake. He didn't go to a league doctor. He trusted his doctor uh, saying that he'd be okay with the NFL. Yeah, he went to his doctor and said, hey, doc, I'm on steroids. We'll amass this. <laughs> But there's no denying gambling. You can't say that happened by accident or I didn't know I was gambling. You can say I didn't know that there was this substance in my system or I didn't know epinephrine was in. Well, like, like I said, it, it, it goes back to precedent. I mean, baseball set the precedent that this is what the punishment is for steroids. And it's been established in the last 20 years. The precedent established for gambling has been on the books for 90 years, 100 years almost. Yeah. And you can say maybe you can say maybe we should revisit it, but baseball is not going to go down that road. They are not going to say, "Well, it's okay if you gamble now. We'll just punish you for 50 games." You do not want to do that because there is because there is nothing that will that will diminish the legitimacy of your sport, mm-hmm. like players gambling on it. All right, nothing. Let me Not know what steroids, I know this, nothing. I know Justin Verlander and uh, the Tigers play in, in fantasy leagues, too. They don't take any money. They don't take prizes. They're just playing with the fans. And I would be probably sure, I'll have to do the research because I didn't know about this when Mo brought it up, but I'm sure Eric Ebron wasn't playing for money either. Well, let me ask you this, though. So what, what's hurt baseball more? In today's fans' mind, in your minds, what's hurt baseball more? The Black Sox scandal, Pete Rose betting on baseball, or steroids? What's put a bigger black eye on baseball? Well, I don't well, think right steroids Right now, it's steroids because, because the, 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 the strictures against gambling, uh, gambling are so severe that guys don't do it. Right. I mean, and rules are rules. I mean, big, baseball guys can be just fine without gambling on their sport. The health of gambling and the health of fantasy can be just fine without the players playing. Uh, they don't need it. I, they don't need this revisiting is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. You don't need to gamble. Nobody needs to gamble, especially when you're a millionaire baseball player. That's the time you do gamble. What the hell are you talking about? You got more disposable income. That's when I'm gambling if I'm if I'm a baseball player. Floyd Mayweather gambles a ton. They don't. He's the one to bet on himself. They don't need to. They want to be in the club. And look how much rules. credibility boxing has. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ben. All right. <laughs> Boxing's more fixed than wrestling. That's probably true. Um, but no, the bottom line is it's a rule, and it's not a bad rule, and let it go. As for the steroid thing, I'm pretty sure they're going to loosen it up and let people start when, when they realize the positive effects of things like testosterone and, well, and I, human growth. I think it, I think what's eventually going to happen is 
um, with the steroid thing and with with, uh, with performance enhancing drugs is some some of this stuff that's banned now is going to end up being legal yeah, down the road. Exactly, and that's why some of these guys are going to get in. Yeah, actually down the road. Exactly, they're going to soften the whole rule. And why not do take pills that make us stronger and bigger and live longer, if there is such a thing? Um, I don't know. Um, well, we're but right now rules are rules. You break the rule, you pay the punishment. Gonna get a break in one last break in before we wrap up the show on a Monday night, and uh, we thank Ben Smith for joining us. Also earlier this hour, Scott Pierre, five-time city champion in Fort Wayne, on talking U.S. Open. Uh, ben Smith talking uh, a little uh, a little Pete Rose with us. More baseball to get to. Uh, NBA draft comes your way on Thursday. And uh, lots of topics remain on this uh, Tuesday night, including uh, Diddy, Sean Diddy Combs, getting in a little trouble. Uh, some lighter side of sports, sports soup. Uh, we're going to play five questions with Camry, our new BS Sports Show girl, before the show ends. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, so plenty to get to. Also time for you to join us here at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill. We're at every Monday and Friday from 7 to 9. It's the BS Sports Show. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The fan. Find us on Facebook as well. Back in a few on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Times, at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Um... Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the cost? 
full of nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffaloitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and Road Trips and the Scenic Route and Swimming and Weekly Car Washes and Making Connections and Unexpected Speed Dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? Fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from the Gary Snyder. It's the BS Sports Show. You need to calm down. I mean, I'm not that excited about this show, and they pay me. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Motown's Atmo Radio Show. At Ben Smith for real is Ben's Twitter handle. And Camry, what's your Twitter handle again? I forget. What's my what? Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cam underscore uh, 92. Cam underscore 92. Right? No. No. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's Cam underscore star 92. My bad. Easy to remember. Cam underscore star 92. Got it. (laughs) Find her on Twitter, our new BS Sports Show girl. Uh, We appreciate you very much for joining us. Uh, so Diddy uh, is charged with assault with a deadly weapon, kettlebell. Took it to a football coach, arrested uh, at the uh, UCLA training facilities. His son's a DB for the Bruins. Uh, guess he didn't like how his son was being handled by the coaching staff at UCLA, huh? I guess not. <laughs> and, and I feel educated tonight because I now know what a kettlebell is. Ah, yes. Thanks to Cameron. You're welcome. <laughs> you, she thank, doesn't well, know her own Twitter handle, but she knows what a kettlebell is. Yep. <laughs> Maybe you should change your Twitter handle to that. <laughs> Cam <laughs> underscore kettlebell. Uh, what is it with all these rap dudes, man, and their kids being prolific athletes? Snoop Drug. Dogg? Is it drugs, Mo? Is that your theory? I think so. I think I think because when you're a, when you're a music star, you have better sex, so it makes better kids. Okay. <laughs> Can be true. Somebody has to have a theory that's stupid. Why not let me be the one? Do you have a better one that why rap guys have better athletes? I'm just letting it all soak in there. I think it's because they've got money and they can afford better camps, Drugs, training. Uh, private schools, the, best, kind of the best high schools, the best training. I think it's just the opposite, bro. I think... Uh, Snoop Dogg's kid looks at him and goes, holy crap, I don't want to be like that guy. I'm going to be an athlete. <laughs> Why not? I want to be like Snoop. You want to be just a completely stoned musician who never shows up for your shows on time? And I have a feeling that some of these guys, yeah. that the rap guys, might have been when they were younger. Might have been decent uh, yeah. athletes themselves, yeah. but they were more talented Musically and went in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. So. that's why most of the rap guys got their bodies in prison, not in uh, not in school. Ah, <laughs> uh, stereotyping the whole genre. 
I'm just both of those guys that spent time in jail. And rock guys are the pictures of uh, decent citizens. No, no, they're awful too. They're awful people. But the I'm music just, world. I'm just world. saying, they're they're rock guys are usually skinny little wimpy guys. It was basically a rhetorical question well, with, with all the rap guys and their kids playing high profile sports. What else did you have over there for the lighter side of sports, sports soup, Mo? Well, first off, hey, I know that uh, Pete Rose doesn't care about being a baseball Hall of Famer because he is a WWE Hall of Famer, and that's all that matters nowadays. He's in the Hall of Fame somewhere. Also, your favorite, the guy you hated so much in the finals, Hollywood's going to make a movie about Matthew Delavadova and his meteoric rise to superstar. They, they, better, really? hurry. they better hurry before people forget him. <laughs> wow. Yep. Honestly. Boy, that, that was... Uh, he. Yeah, he kind was, of, that kind of gives a whole new spin to 15 minutes of fame, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. They better get that movie out mm-hmm. next week because people are going to forget Matthew Delavadova. They're going to call it Deli? <laughs> uh, heck, I forgot about him in games four, five, and six. <laughs> wow. I did. Uh, no, it's funny. <laughs> he was gone. Before, they should have made that movie before game four. You think, though, that they're making this because now that LeBron's an actor uh, in the new Judd Apatow movie that, that they think they can get LeBron in the film? Possible. Yeah, it's possible. Possible. They need to make it a comedy. But they're going to make it, it's going to be called uh, Final Four, and it's going to be made in the genre of, like, Remember the Titans and Friday Night Lights. Uh, who, okay, plays, so who plays Deli? Yeah, we, we had that whole conversation, <laughs> oh, who plays Pete Rose? Who plays <laughs> Della Vidova? There's a Mark Wahlberg. He kind of looks yeah, like that, Mark yeah, Wahlberg. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see that. A little bit, they got the beady eyes. You know, it looks like him, though, is not an actor. He's a TV guy, though. Uh, uh, Seton from the Dan Patrick Show. Those two look like they could be twins. He's a, he's a, he's a good-looking cat, short. But or, or better yet, the, the guy that plays Deli, the guy that plays Turtle in Entourage. Jerry Farrar. Yeah, yeah, that is Kind of nerdy-looking guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Well, you know, whose who's acting career, like, fizzled out? That'd be a perfect person to play <laughs> Della Vidova. <laughs> Who, who was a flash-in-the-pan actor that had maybe two good movies and they just went bye-bye? That, that's who plays Della Oh, man, there's too many, to, too many to count. Or if you want to put somebody who's, who had Paul a, Hogan. They're Australian. They got that in common. It's too old. Yeah, no, I was just trying to think of but an Aussie actor. Right anybody here. from Seinfeld who wasn't Jerry Seinfeld, they didn't do anything well after that. Matt LeBanc from Friends didn't do crap after that. Oh, the guy that played, the guy that played Jerry's annoying comedian friend. Oh, that guy. Hello, Newman. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Newman? You no. Know, it's gold, Jerry. Gold. Oh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm not going to see the Matthew. What about Sean Astin? Yeah, maybe Sean Astin. He's getting too old, too, now, though. He's like 60. Yeah, he's and he's he's put on a few pounds. If you haven't seen him lately. Oh, he's fat now? we got a fat Rudy now? He's tough to pull off a basketball player then, huh? Unless he's doing Charles Barkley. Uh, interesting. Four four seven. What did I say? Four, four, <laughs> I don't know. That was a blast from the past. Yeah, call four four seven eighty five hundred. See if anybody answers. Not likely. Uh, or hit us on uh, Twitter at Billy Elvis at Mo Radio Show at Ben Smith for real at Cam underscore Star ninety two. Wow, nice. <laughs> you can remember. Uh, I've committed. I've committed it to memory now. I'll say it so often now that you'll never forget it again. <laughs> uh. Yeah, because if we got, who would be a great? I can't think of another actor that looks like Matthew Della Vadova. I've kind yeah. of already forgotten what Matt, what Matthew Della Vadova looks like though a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I just saw Sean Astin in. What did I see him in? The oh, Hobbit. He, no, he was in. Um, <laughs> he's in that Fox series Strain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that. So he's trying to lose weight, huh? 
No, you, you probably have to to play the role. <laughs> hey, from Twitter, they say the guy who played Reese Witherspoon's husband in Sweet Home Alabama. How do I work? I don't know who played her husband. I don't remember the actor's Sweet name, Home but yeah, I remember what he looked like. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad, not a bad one. I'm not going to say Bradley that Cooper. He's Mr. Hot, too Hollywood famous. guy. Yeah, he's too glamorous to what be about Ed Helms over. from The Hangover. Nice. Ed Helms. Yeah, that's a good one. He's dorky. He is a dork. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. I'm going to knock the tooth out again. Yeah. We made a comedy. He goes, you Steve Carell. I think it should be funny, but they're going to make it the ultimate underdog story that says. The ultimate underdog story. At least for a couple of games. Yeah, exactly. Three games of the finals. It's going to be a short film. <laughs> well, you know, if they're going to do it, if it's, if it's going to be like a Friday Night Lights type of thing, they could they could always catch Jess Plemons from the TV series. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's going to make the most bizarre pick Thursday in the NBA draft? Just ballpark hunch on the team that you go, what? Is it the Sixers? Is it the Knicks? Well, I think... The Sixers, it's best player available, so yes, there could be strange. It probably will be another big guy, depending on uh, on who's still uh, there that they like. Mm-hmm. I think the Knicks would be my my top pick to make a bad pick. The Lakers almost can't screw this up, but I, I think the Knicks make the worst pick. Yeah, the, my, the, the Knicks would be my pick, too, to make a bad pick. But the Phoenix Suns Just have because offered, they're the Knicks. Yeah, they've offered Eric Bledsoe to the Knicks for their pick. Which I think, if I'm the Knicks, I take that deal all day long. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think the Knicks will screw this up, or they they're going to draft that foreign kid, and this the crowd is in Brooklyn is just going to kill them. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's definitely true. Uh, Bill Jackson's had a lot of time now to think about this whole process, though, and they got a lot of cap space. Uh, the Knicks might be the team that does the. The Knicks and Lakers are going to make a lot of moves this offseason here pretty soon. As soon as that free agency opens. The Knicks and the Lakers. Look for them to make a ton of moves, man. See, I think the Knicks wait. I think they hold back here when everybody's a free agent. Durant, everybody. I heard somebody this morning say that uh, the uh, kid from Ohio State to the Lakers. Yeah. Interesting. But isn't that an odd thing with Kobe there one more year? And I mean, they're okay at that position. I, I think they're nuts if they don't go for whatever big guy's available there for them. Okafor. Well, I guess the theory Tom. was because they're playing in the same division with Golden State, they've got to find a guard that can that can at least slow down Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Timberwolves have uh, notified Carl Anthony Towns that he will be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. A statement from uh, Jim Mora of UCLA. I'm thankful that our staff showed the level of professionalism that they did in handling the situation with uh, Sean Diddy Combs. This is an unfortunate incident for all parties involved. While the, U, uh, while the UCPD continues to review the matter, we will let the legal process run the course and refrain from further comment at this time for fear of being sued by the, the conglomerate that is Sean Diddy Combs. Right. That, that's the problem with that guy walking on campus. He's not your ordinary parent of a, of a collegiate athlete. Right. He could probably buy the damn school if he did. He comes and worth so much money. How's he sue anybody? He's the one who hit the guy. No, no, no. I just mean letting him have carte blanche oh, and oh, hanging right. out yeah, in practice. Yeah. You know, yeah. you let those high rollers do right. what they well, want. Because you look hanging like, out with coaches. Yeah, you don't look cool. if You You know, the kids all love him, so you don't look cool if you're not letting him wander around. Like, why'd you ban Diddy from here? Yeah. You know, you, ha- you have to. Well, we've seen that with Notre Dame, too. All the all the stars of stars oh, man. on the sideline. David oh, Robinson man. and... And uh, I'm missing all the other ones. It was down on the sideline one night for Notre Dame game at the end of it. And, I, and who was 
like down to my right was Andy Reid. Yeah. Joe Montana was standing right in front of me, and uh, I can't remember who else. Somebody else was standing to my left. So crazy. It's crazy. All right. Um, five questions for Cameron, our new BS Sports Show girl. I'm going to start first. I know you got you're devoted to your boyfriend. So this is this <laughs> oh boy. This is purely hypothetical. Okay. Why do you say oh boy before you even know what I'm going to say? Because I know it's going to be something that makes me look bad. Go ahead. Everything makes you look bad. Tristan, all right, fair enough. Back to my question without being interrupted this time. I know you got a boyfriend, but you know, lots of guys and girls when they're dating or married, they have a free pass. Right? Who's your free pass? You never discussed this with your boyfriend? No, I guess not. All right, so who's your who's the hot guy? Who who's the hot guy? Is it an actor? Is it a musician? Who's who's the hottest dude to you in the world? Oh, <laughs> Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Yes. See, now you got to work it out with your boyfriend because everybody does this. Couples do this. You get you work out that free pass just in case you ever bump into Gerard Butler. You got yeah. that free pass. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd be okay with. We've talked about Gerard Butler, not about a free pass, but we've talked about Gerard Butler. So I know he finds him attractive too. So <laughs> he'd probably <laughs> just do so, that. So would your boyfriend's free pass be Gerard Butler too, or does well, he? Well, I hope a, not. Does he have a female? <laughs> Who's the hot chick he always talks? To? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Ask him. I, oh, I will. See, there's more people screw up, though, because on, when my ex-wife and I made ours, I put, like, the next-door neighbor's babysitter. I think girls I could actually <laughs> yeah, you, run into, you know? Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> girls you could actually meet, I, you know? Oh, I, although I doubt I any of that. I think you were unclear on the concept. Yeah. Hey, semantics. Just like Pete Rose is going to get out of this. Hey, she didn't say it had to be celebrities. Who would your free pass girl be, Ben? Anna Kendrick. Nice. Oh, that's oh, a good yeah. pick. Damn nice. it. That's a good pick. Nice. That's a good pick. Yeah. I do. I know women, do, women always do that. My wife does that. Just her? She's not even that good looking. For the lo- for the longest time, it was talk. Jennifer Aniston for me. Probably still is because we're aging together. I don't want to say yeah. she's old. We're aging together. She's hot. But I'm gonna go maybe Scarlett Johansson on this one. Oh, you okay? That'd be good. She's pretty that's a good hot. one. She's that was mine. Was it really? Yeah, that's that'd that's be a lot awkward. of guys. That's a lot of guys. I bet you your boyfriend Scarlett. Actually, she's on my oh, roster. Probably, probably. No, you know who my number one is? I, I take it back. It's uh, Emmanuel Shariki, that girl who plays Sloane in Entourage. She's hot. Oh yeah. She yeah. is hot. Even though she did an awful movie with the guys from Insync, I'll give her a free pass on that one. But she's hot. <laughs> uh, and I think, I think more than one girl I've been with free pass was Matthew McConaughey. He seems to win a lot with the girls. Yeah. All right, all right, my all list. right, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, you guys want to throw it? We got a few more questions. Yeah, for, I got, for, you got one for Cameron? So how much did you study on sports this week that you did not get to use? A lot, actually. God <laughs> da- gosh darn it. All right, so what, what, then what was the number one thing you, you learned in sports? What's, what comes to mind first that you picked up on sports over the last week? Oh, I don't know about that, but I was keeping up with what was going on, and LeBron's a big baby. Tiger Wood needs the life, ablo- uh, life alert button because he's down and he's never getting up. Nice. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I heard all about the, the, the baseball thing with the gambling and all that. Yeah, with Pete Rose. Yeah. That was the biggest thing I've heard all day. It was just that gambling thing. You probably find it stupid that they're making a big deal about a baseball player gambling, don't you? Yes. Really not if it's on the, a rule of like every place. If it's like if it's it's a big rule. Like I didn't even know it was a rule, but it's everybody. Yeah, it's apparently a very big rule. That's the funniest thing. I mean, everybody keeps saying that it's not that bad. Even with the footballs and the Brady thing, it's like, oh, rules yeah, are rules. 
There's a rule. You don't break it. You follow it. That's what we're talking about here. It's about. It's not about how egregious the thing was. You, you broke a rule. That means you are untrustworthy. You can't follow rules. Play by our rules or don't play. That's all they're saying in sports. All right, Ben, you got a question for uh, the lovely Miss Camry? You already asked her. Huh? Re- re-ask the question you asked. Yeah. About her yeah. name. Yeah, I did. I already asked that. Yeah. So. Ask, it, ask her again, because that yeah. wasn't on air. Yeah, I asked her if, if, if her name came from the car, and she said sort of. Yeah, it sort of is. My mom wanted to name me something that she could call me Cammy. She never did. Neither one of my parents ever did. But she didn't like Camille or any of the other names that she knew. So she's driving behind a Toyota Camry, and she's like, oh, well, I really like that. But I don't like the way it's spelled, so voila. That's me. Since she never called you Cammy, you should change your name now just to piss her off. Say, hey, look, you name me this, and call me Cammy, and you never did. I'm, like, I'm, now, I'm now Cindy. And it sounds like you're lucky your mom wasn't following a gremlin or a duster. Right? <laughs> uh, this is our new BS Sports Show girl, Gremlin. I don't think she has any idea what that was. I know. That's way before her time. <laughs> I'm sure she, you can assume that I've that's a car. I've heard about it. I've heard references. I'm yeah. sure she could assume it was a car, Mo. Thank you. All right. That wraps up another fun-filled sparring match known as the BS Sports Show. We want to thank our guest, Ben Smith for real, for joining us tonight. My pleasure. It's always fun. And uh, also, Scott Pieri uh, for getting on the phone with us and helping us talk about that unbelievable U.S. Open finish yesterday. Uh, and thanks to Camry for uh, hanging out with us today, too. Thanks, hon. You're welcome. Um, we are going to be back tomorrow night from 7 to 9 amongst our guests with Pete DePremio. Pete's going to be on because Drew Brees just showed a, an amazing moment of benevolence towards his alma mater uh, and gave a nice, big, fat donation. This is the second time he's made a donation. Yep. He made a $2 million academic donation already. Yep. Now an athletic donation. Uh, Drew Brees trying to single-handedly <laughs> uh, revive that Purdue sports program. Hey, who better? Yeah. You know? I mean, if Caleb Swanigan doesn't do it for Matt Painter, then maybe Drew Brees can help out with Big yeah. Mike. So Pete DePremio will be on with us tomorrow night on this BS Sports Show. Uh, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. Anything else you want to add, Mo? Yeah, nice tweet from a listener that said, I should change my Twitter handle to Billy's Bitch. <laughs> That'll be there tomorrow. That always feels good. At Billy's Bitch is my <laughs> co-host. I'm at Billy Elvis, at BS Sports the Fan, at Ben Smith for Real, at Cam underscore Star 92. Back tomorrow, 7 to 9. Thanks for tuning in. It's the BS Sports Show.